The F1 2020 season is about to begin. You're wondering, who are the teams? Who are the drivers? Who has the best chance at winning? And how is F1 any different than any other racing series I have seen? We will help you with all those questions and more when we help you to jump the start. Jump to Start Racing Podcast. We're ready to go. Yancy, how are you doing? Doing great, man. I'm also I'm jumping. jumping. <laughs> I'm jumping. I just jumped to start right there. Yes. I'm also joined by Ruben. How are you doing, my brother? I'm doing awesome. Wonderful. On this episode, we're actually just going to talk about getting into Formula One. And if you were to try and get an introduction to Formula One, what does that look like? What exactly is Formula One? Well, just to start... Um, Yancy, if you could just give us a brief history or a brief just kind of explanation as to Formula One and how it's different from other racing series. Well, the main what we're used to here in the States are basically spec series where basically all the cars are the same with minor differences. They have the same engine, same suspension, et cetera, et cetera, same brakes. Um, and there's arrow. very in, in the case of Indy, same arrow. Yeah, same arrow, same chassis. Yep. You know, the the cars are the same. So w- the competition is basically is how the is based on the driver and how you set up the car for the track that you're at. Um, Formula One does depend on setup, but Formula One is very tech heavy, meaning that there's a lot of innovation in the technology of the car. So the teams have more freedom to develop the car on arrow, on the parts of the car, engine, et cetera, et cetera. So there's more flexibility on how to play. Well, there's more flexibility. Yeah, because it's, because Formula One is, here in the States, when it's a spec series where you're basing it more, it's on, the competition is at the race on the track. In Formula One, you not only do you have a race on the track, you also have a race of technology and innovation. And this is why traditionally, not so more now, but traditionally, um, F1 has been at the forefront in automobile technology. A lot of the technology you see now in cars and our road cars are based off of technology in Formula One. Now, things have changed now with the electrification and things like that. But traditionally, that you know, Formula One was the bed, the hotbed of technology that you would see in road cars. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah, so I mean, it, it, it's 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 two levels of competition in Formula One as as opposed to one level of competition, which is just the racing here in the states. So that's what drew me into the whole Formula One thing in particular because I'm a nerd. Is the engineering aspect of it? Yeah, the drivers are good. There, it's like a very thin margin between the drivers themselves but what ends up a lot of time for me winning out is 
the strategies that they use. And then also just the, the build of the cars and the different strategies that teams come into the season with and then develop from there. So, for example, uh, last year, Ferrari was so freaking fast on the straight line that it became a problem for the other teams to even just keep up with them. It was a matter of crap. We got to make sure our aerodynamics are good. Our suspension is good so that when we take corners, we could take them at higher speeds and we come out of there flying like bats out of heck. So that provides an advantage in many tracks because uh, it's not an oval. It's not a tricky triangle for our friends out in Pocono. <laughs> It's it's a complex series of tracks that are around the world. So you have to develop a car that is not just good in one aspect, but good in an all around kind of sense. Yeah. And adapted to every environment. Yep. You know, high thin air. Yep. Met in Mexico. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and that's the whole thing. It's um, these cars Desert. are constantly developed. So you're not you're never what's a, the beauty about Formula One is that. And when and it's a testament to the talent of the drivers in the series, is that these drivers know that the car is going to be totally different from track to track. Like so, for example, you you brought up the 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 example of Ferrari. Ferrari had a great engine last season, but they also had a lower drag car. Was that the cheating engine? <laughs> <laughs> That's the one, yes. The one that uh, broke the rules, yes. I don't know if you call that cheating, but it broke the rules. <laughs> I'm going to keep my mouth shut on that one. But, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, the, the the reason why Ferrari was quick, not only did they have a good engine, but they had a very low drag car. Their aerodynamic um, philosophy Package. was very aerodynamic. You're not going to get something like that in... Um, in an in IndyCar, IndyCar or even NASCAR where it's standard where it's standard because everything is the same yeah. you know you're not again the cars change from track to track so and and again a testament to the talent of the drivers you literally have to come in and just roll with the punches and try to get that car around the track as fast as possible right so that's at its core like that's where formula 1 is different right, right. um Aside from that, there are, we'll call them generations of Formula One, right? So we're approaching the end of this generation of Formula One. It's called uh, essentially the Concord Agreement, and that kind of governs the rules that are set for all of the team to follow, teams to follow. It's an agreement between the FIA, the governing body, governing body, and all the teams and everyone joining the uh, the sport. So right now we're wrapping up the start i'll call it of the v6 hybrid um generation yeah era. uh before that it was v8s in which uh ended in what 2014 yeah that was the last 2015, yeah. 2015, yeah. turbo v8 no it was just the, the straight, v8. straight v8 yeah yeah um so that also introduces an opportunity for teams to develop their car in such a way that they take advantage so for example in this era of the v6 hybrid uh mercedes has just been so dominant they've won every world champ every world constructors championship and every world drivers championship because they just had such a dominant car prior to that red bull came out as the dominant team with sebastian vettel winning four championships and four straight yeah. four straight yeah so that is also like a little bit of uh kind of throwing that fire into throwing that into the fire for formula one versus 
IndyCar and NASCAR that are kind of, they won't ever change. No, they're, 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 but that's the thing. Like, for example, before when you had that V8 era, when Red Bull were winning the championships, the heavy development, I mean, there's always heavy development in the aerodynamic side, mm-hmm. but Red Bull had such a strong car because they had Adrian Newey designing those cars and Adrian Newey is an aerodynamic master. So what was going to win you Where the is championship? That right now? He's at Red Bull still. Yeah, okay. still. yeah he's still at Red Bull. So, so um, the better you were aerodynamically getting that car around the track, which I know Sebastian Vettel loves a car that is planted, his rear is planted to the ground because he can control the car better, they won. Now, as opposed to this era where, you know, yeah, Mercedes does make a car great aerodynamically, but not to the not to the level of Adrian Newey. The engines make the difference. Right. You know? And we were just talking earlier. We were we're looking forward to the Austria race, but they have a problem. Mercedes, yeah, aerodynamically they're good, but they have problems with cooling their engine. Whereas Red Bull doesn't have that Ferrari. To, so like there's a lot of wiggle room within these Concord agreements that allow the teams to build the cars that they want. They sacrifice some you know, some aspects of the car that are necessary to yeah, increase performance in that's other where areas. Some teams get to the level of excelling in certain areas more than the exactly. others. Right. And where it becomes some tracks are tailored this team and not favor this team, you know, because of the package they're bringing or the package they're carrying. Yeah, and what's great about... That know, if all the cars were the same, that would not be happening. You know, what's, what's great about Formula One is that, you know, uh, once you change these rules up, the pecking order changes. You don't know who's gonna, who's the one what team is gonna come out on top. You know, watch. you know. Before the hybrid era, Mercedes, they were nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys yeah. better stop joking around because Williams is gonna win the championship <laughs> soon after we change. Williams so. is straight to the top. I hope yeah. so. Uh, Listen, I, we don't we don't want Williams to go anywhere, but I don't think they're gonna go straight to the top. <laughs> <laughs> so fire might. Yeah. Well, we um we touched base a little bit on uh, World Drivers Championships and World Constructors Championships. Uh, Ruben, if you could just the last couple of years, if you could just, and maybe you could even go back ten years because it's so like I guess it's the same. So if you could just take it away there. So uh, no, it's just. It's been to, because the hybrid era Ferrari has been super consistent. Before that was Red Bull, and even before that was also like some. You mean Mercedes been super consistent? I'm sorry, Ferrari. Mercedes has been super. I'm you know it's just Freudian we, slip. I know you want Ferrari, to win. <laughs> <laughs> but even before that, you know Ferrari has not had the package for a lot of years, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, the one, if you don't want to count the four year Red Bull because they were dominant, fine. I, but Red Bull was, you know, Ferrari. No, was, no, of course I'm counting it. Ferrari, Ferrari was competitive, but I think it's because they had, uh, you know, prior to Vettel entering the team, I think that Fernando Alonso dragged that car. Boo, you think it was Fernando Alonso? Boo, it's How? a villain. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That man. car was that car was nowhere. That car was nowhere. Oh, no, I'm sorry. And, I misunderstood you then. Yeah. I, I thought you meant by Fernando was the one holding the car back. No, no. no he was he gotcha. was taking that car. He almost won the championship twice. With I them know and the cars were bad. Within like you know points. To, yeah, to exactly. Down to the last race. Yeah, absolutely. So the last couple of years, uh, I alluded to it earlier, but Mercedes has been dominant. They've won the last six. They've yeah. won yeah the yeah. last six World Constructors Championships. Is it six? Yeah. Uh, and Lewis Hamilton has won five of those six World Drivers Championships. The only one he lost was in 2016 to his teammate. Nico Rosberg. So that just, it's a testament to the team, to the organization. 
into my man Toto Wolf at the top, the Terminator. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> uh, Don't slam the table. You know yeah, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, nipping at their heels has been Ferrari and then Red Bull, who is trying to return to glory. Before the V6 hybrid era, they were the ones that had won four consecutive uh, World Constructors Championships with Sebastian Vettel. At the helm. Yep. And before that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was Braun and Jensen Button. Yes. Yes, sir. Oh man, the 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 team that eventually became Mercedes. Exactly right. Braun GP. And then 08 was McLaren with Lewis. 07 was Kimi. <laughs> Leave me alone. Who got who got 06? I don't know. I don't well, know that's, that's like at that's this point, far. that's like ancient history. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So moving on from there, just uh, that's ancient history. Moving on to current teams. Uh, right now, we are we have already talked about. There's ten teams, and we've already talked about Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull is still around. Uh, just kind of the smaller teams. The Haas F1 team is actually an off offshoot from Gene Haas's team here in, uh, in the US. In the, in US. the US. Yeah. So they're, you know, I guess the Formula One version of that. McLaren. We've also talked about. They're still around. They are kind of going through a little bit of a metamorphosis. They were very bad in the last uh, couple of years. Last year, they were actually much better. And their future is looking very bright. Yeah, because, yes. I mean, considering uh, how McLaren is one of the most storied, storied teams and the most winningest teams in, uh, in F1 history. I think behind them is Lotus. And Lotus is no longer around. Yeah. So I mean, McLaren. Uh, I think McLaren wanted to revive their their glory days when they reunited with Honda. We, <laughs> we um, need them to. when they were winning championships with Senna, but they also won a lot of championships with their Mercedes engines as well with Mika Hakkinen, uh, Lewis Hamilton. So I mean, they they are gonna have Mercedes engines after this season. So uh, we'll see if they can get back to their glory days. Prost won with them too, no? No. Oh no, they did. Yeah, they did. You're right. Yeah, yeah, so take taking it back, just kind of going yeah. to what Yancey was saying, and also louder with mm-hmm. the uh, engines. A lot of teams. Well, there's uh, only a couple of manufacturers that produce engines for the sport. There's Mercedes. There's Ferrari. There's Renault, who we haven't gotten to yet, and then there's also Honda now. Uh, Mercedes obviously produces for uh, Mercedes, the team themselves. They produce for uh, Racing Point. And Williams as well. Ferrari does Ferrari's team. They also do Haas. Alfa Romeo and Haas. And then the Renault currently is doing McLaren and Renault. And Honda is for Red Bull and for AlphaTauri. I feel like I was just a school teacher, like going through. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad you mentioned AlphaTauri. No, you know, not Toro Rosso. Not <laughs> it's because I'm reading it here on the screen. But just to continue the teams, Alfa Romeo Racing, they were formerly Sauber. They're actually very competitive. Uh, they didn't do as great last year. I think that's more based, to be honest, on the drivers, even though we love Kimi. He, that was not his best showing last year. And Antonio Giovinazzi, he needs a little more seasoning. He needs I think, to be I think Kimi impressive. this year will do better because he's more adapted to the car and the system they have there. But I also think that Giovinazzi came on real good last season. So At the end. At the end, yeah. yeah. I yes. think he just got used to the car. We'll see what happens. That's going to be an interesting uh, teammate battle. He's been around for a while, Giovinazzi. So mm-hmm. he's, he's turned to shine. Yeah. So there's the Renault team that is actually back in Formula One. They're trying to find their sea legs, trying to get back into, again, their own former glory. 
Um, we mentioned Fernando Alonso earlier. He had won a championship with uh, Renault. Oh, six. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, five one oh six. Yes, sir. There you go. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Renault. Alpha. We had mentioned Red Bull. Alpha Tari is the, we'll call it the B team to the Red Bull. B team. Come on. The sister team. <laughs> the, their, sister, their sister team. But we, we acknowledge it as like, I guess their little brother. I guess, yeah, little sister. Stepchild. Yeah. <laughs> Stepchild. I mentioned uh, Williams earlier. That is obviously it's got a long history as well. We want them to stick around. Hopefully they do. But they're really strongly right now at the back of the grid. And uh, Racing Point, the formerly known as Force India, bought out by Lawrence Stroll, now Racing Point. Soon to be soon to be Aston Martin. Soon to be Aston Martin Racing. That's right. That's what I mean. So. The most famous name in the game, the famous, the most famous driver, Lewis Hamilton, uh, six world championships, the only minority uh, driving. Um, and he's been kicking ass since he started. <laughs> the gold standard in Formula yeah, that's One. that's right. His teammate, Valtteri Bottas, the Finnish driver, who is himself very robotic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> last year we had Valtteri, Valtteri like but, he, but yeah, he eats porridge yeah. take that it's yeah, <laughs> porridge what's that's, the comment that he said when he, when he uh, to whom it may concern <laughs> beep you <laughs> from there we're at the Ferrari Sebastian Vettel's with him this year he's moving on next year and Charles Leclerc the uh, second year driver last year third year this year he joined them last year and he did really freaking well yes there sir he is, did very good Led the entire the, the entire sport go. and pole position. Here we go. Here we go. Let's two. let's hear it, Yancy. Won two races. Here we go. Oh, just two. Okay. One two. Well, it's, it's <laughs> one two races. So you guys don't know this, but Yancy is actually he has a shrine to Charles Leclerc in his house. He prays to it every day. How do you know? I didn't show this. What are you talking about? <laughs> so nah, man, Charles Charles is gonna is the future of F one. Him and uh, Verstappen. Speaking of Verstappen, let's move on. Red Bull, Max Verstappen is their number one driver. That guy is, I got to say, he's probably my favorite driver. He Mad is Max. Just, yeah, he's just a talent. He's a, a bit of a jerk, but. But you kind of need that edge to win, man. Absolutely. Yeah, he has Absolutely. Perform. He has the edge to perform. To perform. Yes. And maybe he decided to show us that a little bit. His, wanna, uh, well, he shows it all the time. Oh, leave me alone. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> what's, what's your question? No, what's your question? <laughs> his teammate is uh, Alexander Albon. This will actually be, I'm going to call it his first full year. He, uh, with Red Bull, he was with formerly known as Toro Rosso last year for half the season. So he's, it took him some time to get adjusted to the car, but he's, he's doing really well. He would have had a podium if it wasn't for Lewis Hamilton. The few times that Lewis Hamilton makes mistake. I uh, think he went too for that gap too quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a racing uh, driver that doesn't go for a gap is no. But you know, being that Lewis made the mistake, he very seldom he does things like that. We're talking about Brazil last yep. year. Yes, correct? absolutely. Yeah, great race. Yeah, absolutely. Great uh, race. From there, moving on down the order, uh, McLaren. Uh, with Carlos Sainz, uh, I, I, the drop, smooth operator. <laughs> <laughs> it's a smooth. So again, Carlos Sainz. 
Oh, I can't. <laughs> but uh, the drop, the, the drop, the the work. Uh, so his teammate Lando Norris, they are super fun. Actually, a huge change of pace for McLaren. Probably the most entertaining driver pairing on the grid. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy that Carlos is going to Ferrari, but I'm going to miss that pairing because they're a lot of fun. Do you think because Charles is not as entertaining as as Lando, is that going to maybe dial it down, you know, the playfulness that you saw from Carlos? No, you know what? I I think that it's going to be... It, it will be dialed down, not so much because of the driver pairing, but because Ferrari. Because yeah, Ferrari's like a military. <laughs> <laughs> it's like West Point. What's the, you oh my God, the red coats are coming. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I think uh, throughout the, the whole lockdown, I think uh, Charles um, has shown his personal personality a little bit more. I love the girlfriend episode. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like him with the banana, the banana <laughs> costume. I, I think, and I, it seems to me that Ferraris <laughs> is in a bit of a transition to not being so corporate, even though you still got a lot of pressure there to, to be, but we'll see what happens. Ferrari has both ends to the stream. They're very like, corporate and they also, no, you have your money, you know, like very, you know, f- hand over fist kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if we want to talk about personality, Lando Norris, Twitch King, the, yes. uh, the milkman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He, uh, he's the other driver for McLaren. He uh, He's going into his second year. He actually he looked pretty good at the start of last year. We kind of tailed off a little bit, but we expect that he'll be able to continue improving. He'll grow. I think he'll yeah, grow. Absolutely. He'll grow into it. He's a, he's a quick driver. I think he'll be he'll be better. Super be young, better too. Last. Yeah, absolutely. So he has time to. Yeah, and I think a lot of his, uh, his results that he was on pace to get good results last year, um, season were due to you know mechanical issues or stuff with the car, so I think he'll be better this year. So, keeping on that personality uh, track, Daniel Ricardo, Renault, he uh, the surfer dude or the I don't know what you want to call him, <laughs> Captain right. Chewy, the honey badger. Yeah, the honey badger. I think that's the best name actually. Uh, On the, the entertainment purpose, yeah, he's the, the man. absolute jokester. When he was well, with Red Bull, the overtaking I, master. That that's guy, another thing. He, On the track, this guy performs. Like he take overtakes anything. I I I want to see him again in a top team where he can actually well, next year. Try. Hopefully, twenty twenty one McLaren. Whoa, that's a big <laughs> statement there, buddy. You'll see it. Yeah, <laughs> once they get that uh, Mercedes engine, we'll be in good shape. His teammate. He's probably one of the, he's probably the most the most fun driver to watch on the grid. The guy, if if you give him a good car, he's he's gonna overtake everybody. Remember what was it? The track Hungary. Yeah, like, like two years ago. No, that was China. Dude. China. He he had the fresh two, tires. They, they did two twice last year. They did the they, double stack uh, pit stops. Yep, dude. I gotta go home and watch that thing. It that was, year he did it twice. Like he did it in China. That's where. Too. That's where you just sometimes you just have to. They made the comment. The stamp and send, was, it. send it. Yeah. He was passing. He was passing. He was passing Botas. And he's like, "Get a girl. Get a girl." Freaking <laughs> 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 talking to the car. Get a girl. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I'm pretty sure I went home. I watched that. Oh man, I watched that several. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. His if you want to, if you want to watch a race that will really entertain you and. It starts slow, but I don't, I don't know where this crazy. madness just happens. It's China 2018. Just, yep, yep. Watch China 2018. And it's on YouTube. It's everywhere. So. Yeah. Uh, his teammate, Esteban Ocon, back into Formula One. Uh, he was out of it for it's a, a year. He Before that, he was with Force India, formerly known as Force India. Um, we'll see what we get from him. He 
was okay when he was in Force India, but he was it Force India or Racing Point? Point? It was Force, Force India. India. Was Force India still, yeah. Speaking of them, uh, Sergio Perez, the most underrated driver on the grid for sure, uh, leading the the pack for uh, Racing Point, formerly known as Force India. His teammate Lance Stroll, who just I, I don't know, he needs to get it together. But uh, do you think that if he has a bad season, don't get rid of him? Don't get rid of him. No, I don't think so. Daddy Dearest dad, owns the team. Dad owns the team. I don't know. I think there's better drivers out there that can take that spot, but whatever. From there, move on. Uh, Alfa Romeo, Kimi, the top driver. Leave me alone. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> His teammate, Antonio Giovanotti, really needs to... He really needs to figure it out this year or else he's going to be out. Yeah. Yep. I think he'll do good this year. I think Kimmy's on the way out. Well, he didn't do that well in the Simric series, so. <laughs> no, that's different. No, but I, I think he'll do well. We'll see. I mean, uh, I, Kimmy carried that that team, you know, throughout the first half of the season. Then he picked up the slack. But that car was nowhere at the end of the season. So, yeah, you know, it, it didn't develop as good. That's the whole thing with Formula One. If you're not developing that car where it's quick year. throughout the year, to you keep constantly up. to keep up because these cars just get quicker and quicker and quicker. As the season That's goes really on, ironic, so yeah. just to, just to power through it, I don't know if you guys watched uh, Drive to Survive, but the Haas F1 team of Romain Grosjean and uh, Kevin Kevin Magnussen. I'm just laughing because I'm thinking about slamming Gunter Steiner's door, <laughs> just <laughs> running after him, just like, did you smash my my F door? I don't know how he got away with that. <laughs> if I thought, Gun- I thought he was if Gunter cool. Steiner comes at me, I'll be scared <laughs> no. screaming like that. Are you kidding me? By the way, when you look at the guy you don't think he's he no, not at all not at all he looks a little bit like he's Wild definitely <laughs> he's definitely the superstar of drive of the to series. survive yeah. absolutely alpha tori with uh, pierre gasly who took a step backward from the red bull team uh he went back into the we'll call it the sister team for the red bull and uh daniel daniel caveat the uh Torpedo. The, yes, exactly. <laughs> he had a you weird season. You crashed into me like a torpedo. <laughs> he had a weird season. He's had a weird career. He got a podium. Yeah. Then he yeah. fell off. And then Pierre Gasly came alive when he got back into that car. He was nowhere with Red Bull. Yeah, with well, Red Bull, he was doing horrible. He wasn't doing nothing with that car. Then he comes to, you know, Alfa Torio, Toro Rosso. And he... I think they moved him up too soon. Gasly's a solid driver. Yeah. I will agree with you on that. Yeah. And our last team. Uh, George Russell, the virtual, sorry, excuse my voice, the virtual Grand Prix King, <laughs> George Russell. We don't even know how good he is, to be honest, because the car, the Williams car has not been that good. And by not that good, I mean pretty freaking I bad. think that the like, only... All the way in the back. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the only thing that you can take away from that, that title that you gave him or that uh, Formula One gave him, the virtual King, um, is that he is competitive and he wants to win so i think that uh and he's quick i mean he's always been known as a quick driver you know f2 champion if you get him in a good car which i think eventually he'll be in a mercedes he's he's gonna be a force to reckon with the last driver to wrap it up is nicholas latifi a i don't want to say it's a pay driver but it's a pay driver he's a rookie he's a rookie he's coming in this will be his first season boys that wraps up our intro to Formula One. Uh, I hope this was somewhat educational. Um, from here, we'll do another episode after our race review. Uh, we'll launch another episode, just kind of going through uh, some of the mechanics and how to watch a race, so that you know if you're new to the series, you understand 
what to look for and how to digest the information that uh, that's the, the announcers are telling you and what you see on the screen. That's, that's That sounds very good, I think, yeah. Mainly people need to, we all need to know that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Boys, anything else? We're about to wrap up. Anything else uh, to touch base on here? I can't wait for the season to begin. I'm ready to jump the start. (laughs) (laughs) So, guys, thanks a lot for listening to the Jump the Start podcast. You can catch us on everything. Apple, Google, uh, Google Podcast, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. You can even watch us on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe. Drop a like, five-star rating, please, five stars. Um, Make sure to comment on YouTube, and we'll be sure to interact with you. Thanks a lot. We'll catch you next time.